Say hello, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We kind of break the rules here for Native Radio. We don't do prayers and we don't do buffalo speeches. We don't get into any of that mystic stuff either. We take a tough look at our history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way. And we may do it specifically tonight. (laughs) But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will uh, take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here, normally live from the Cataraugus Territory, the Seneca Nation, but we're, uh, audio is live tonight, but video is not live tonight. <clears throat> um, let me explain. Uh, Facebook live stream is down tonight, so we are live on our website, which is www.letstalknative.com. We are recording video of the show, which we will put up on our YouTube channel, and the audio will put up on it as a podcast. So you'll be able to catch the show later, or you can listen to it now, but only on our on our website. So sorry about that, but uh, this is a Facebook problem. Um, <clears throat> look, I'm the show's uh, host and producer, and I'm joined here in studio by Jake Proud, who's managing the audio and our video. Um, let me get right into it, I guess. Uh, obviously, we are we have completed officially completed one week of the um of the shutdown caused by the coronavirus um so i'm gonna i want to run through a few numbers but then i want what i want to talk about and what i've promoted as the topic i was going to talk about is the idea of group worship church you know synagogue mosque and longhouse i want to parse that out a little bit i want to talk a little bit about where how do you how do you balance the the either the need the desire to fulfill some sort of faith based obligation to uh, to worship in a time that you're being told you can't and so we're, I'm gonna I want to talk about that tonight but first let me let me go through some of the numbers and you know we on the last show I mean things are changing real fast and I know look I I know there's a whole lot of people who have different opinions about what this is all about and and you know the idea of talking about numbers seems like fear-mongering I'm just trying to put some perspective to to it all um so we did the show a couple of days ago the number of uh cases in the world was uh was 300,000 uh today we're at 400,000 or 421,367 thereabouts it's a moving target so it's probably a little higher than that actually uh, at the moment this is when i wrote it all down um china was uh at uh 81,000 and now they're 81,170 uh italy was at 53,578 now they're at 69,176 the united states was at 26,111 uh, on our last show that was just on saturday today they are double that fifty three thousand six hundred nine so just putting that into 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 its perspective look the united states um is has the is number three on the world counter list for the number of total number of cases okay they're they're, they're between behind china and then italy it looks like Italy's going to overtake China. Like I said, there are only about 11,000 behind China, and the numbers that are coming up uh, daily for for Italy will have them overtake it in a, in a day or two. The United States isn't far behind. And here's the other thing about the United States. The United States is actually only about um, 1,500. I mean, they're, they're close on the heels of active cases um, behind Italy, Italy's got the the most active cases. It's uh, let me see what do we have here. Um, they uh, they're up to fifty four thousand and thirty active cases, and the United States is at fifty two thousand five hundred and thirty three. So again, right on the heels, they're only again about fifteen hundred active cases behind italy uh china's active case list has dropped off they're only about 4700 so again i realize i'm throwing a bunch of numbers that might need the rattling off fast so you may not be catching it all but here's my point my point is that the united states is going to overtake italy in the number of active cases probably by tomorrow um in a few days uh, Italy will overtake China in, t- in the total number of cases that they had. Now, most of China's cases 
are done. They're, they're, people have recovered. I mean, they they had a you know a, a you know a not too you know a minimal death count, but most of the people have gotten through this. I mean, the number of active cases in China is like I said, it's only about forty seven hundred active cases, and you know Italy and the United States are blowing that out of the water at this point. Um, and I gotta say, United States is going to overtake Italy. United States. Good old USA is going to be number one. Um, that is until India catches them. But so I want I want to talk about that now. The other thing to put to also put it in perspective, and, and I don't think people get this: the testing. At this point, the United States and you know I pulled up a website that um, that was giving a map of how many tests were done in various states and what the total number. And that map was from yesterday, and they had it about three thousand three hundred thousand tests that were done as of yesterday it's it's more than that now but even if you were to throw that up a higher number if three hundred fifty thousand tests have been done in the united states that's only one tenth of one percent one tenth of one percent there's 330 million people in the in the united states even if a half a million get done that's still only 0.15 percent if a million people get tested again I'm trying to make this easy here if a million people when a million people get tested and they're not they're nowhere near that yet when a million people that's still only going to be 0.3 percent of the overall population so anybody who's saying that this is you know this is going to peak in you know in a in a week or two or 21 days i don't know how you can base that on on any reality when you realize how very few tests have been done even in new york state where the where most of the, of course, most of the, the, um, the, the confirmed cases are in New York City, but but they break it out of my state. New York State is, as of yesterday, had only tested sixty one thousand people. Even if that's seventy one thousand people today, it was it was it was sixty one thousand people yesterday. That's only point three percent of the population of of New York State. New Jersey, which um, uh, has a a real big number for the for the size of that state. They've only tested. They've actually only tested 0.03 percent of their population. They've actually got more cases than people they've tested. You're going to ask, well, how's that possible? Well, I got to think a lot of those New Jersey folks are getting tested in New York. But even between New York and New Jersey, it's only about 63,000 people as of yesterday. Again, even if that's up to 70,000, it's still a, a tiny number. You look at other states, California. California, which is like the third, as far, it's, it's New York, New Jersey, and then California. It drops off you know, quite a bit after New York. But California with, with 12,000 cases, or I mean, with, they've only tw- tested 12,000 people. Or 12,000, yeah, 12,000 people. That's 0.03% of their overall population. California is the most populated state in the, in, uh, in, in the country. So I'm saying this because you're hearing a lot of people trying to downplay this and say, well, the numbers still aren't that high and, and that, it, that it should peak, you know, that, they've, that they're going to be successful in flattening the curve. Man, that's a nice hope. It's a nice hope to think that they're going to flatten the curve. But I got to tell you, when you consider how very little testing has been done in the United States, and again, New York State has a has a, a lot of testing done compared to the rest of the country it is going to be scary to think how these numbers are going to spike and there's nothing there's no evidence at this point to suggest that the spread is not outpacing the testing so while i've heard the governor in the past and, and other places say well the numbers are going to spike because we're we're increasing the testing Yes, they are going to spike in terms of confirmed cases because of the testing. But not only because of the testing. The numbers are going to spike because they, because it's still spreading. And I think I heard the uh, the governor say that today. Today he backed away from the whole notion that it's only spiking because of testing. He, he knows that it's spreading. You know, New York City, they turned the Jacob Javits Center, which is the convention center, huge glass building. I've uh, been there a couple of times. Used to go there for the auto show and that kind of thing. Um, they, they turned the Jacob Javits Center into a, into a hospital. It is, and they're running out of stuff. And, and, and we're not even, we're, they, they haven't even run out of ventilators yet. But they have run out of things like masks. Even for testing, 
they've not only run out of some of the chemicals for testing and they're in so Erie County I think just got their you know one of their chemicals in they're actually running out of the swabs I mean think about this a stick with a cotton ball on it the United States is in short supply of sticks with cotton balls on them I mean that's that's absurd to me but there you have it so uh, country ready for a pandemic? No, not even not even close. And and that's not even getting to the crucial stuff, um, like ventilators. And and I have a whole another concern about ventilators because what I'm not sure is if you get so sick that not only do you have to be hospitalized, but when you get to that point where you have to be put on a ventilation uh, a ventilation machine, and, and just so you understand, we're not talking about an oxygen mask. We're talking about being intubated, where they put the tube down your throat and they're and they're pumping air into your oxygen, or oxygen into your lungs, and then letting your own chest cavity exhale by itself. I mean, you're probably out. You know, they've actually probably put you under for this. If you're at that point, I don't know how many people are, are surviving this. I don't know how many people go from a ventilator into recovery. It's a scary thought, but you know, I got too much time on my hands, so I'm thinking about these things. So. All right, now let me let me shift and get to what I wanted to talk about. Um, churches have canceled their masses and figuring out how they're going to do this. You know, synagogues have you know uh, you know canceled their worship. Uh, mosques have all canceled, and so you get into this debate. Okay, if you have faith, why can't you still go to church? If you have faith that that God is going to protect you. Are you, or if you're in a situation where you think your faith requires this, and, and look, some of these faiths do, that you, it's required that you go to church every Sunday, or you go to, go to mosque, or you go to, uh, go to synagogue or temple. If you're, if your faith says that you have to, but the law says that you can't, and you're in this situation where you've got this whole idea of, you know, whatever happens, separation of church and state. I heard people say that. How can how can the government tell you you can't have you can't have you know um, worshiping services? Well, that's one question. The other question is, does your faith really require that you that you have to do these things every week, regardless of the danger? Because I got to tell you, I saw some pretty some uh, quite a number of posts that suggested that some of these church gatherings was where a bunch of people got infected. So is it a sin to miss church? I don't know. Or, 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 or synagogue or mosque? I, I don't know. I mean, is, are there conditions that your church can, t- your faith can take a backseat to, to the conditions of the world? I got to think so. Now, I don't know. But it, it seems to me also... <laughs> And, and I know if this sounds crude, then then I'm sorry. I thought the same thing when I started hearing about armed guards in a church. Is there a better place to die than in church? I mean, if you really if you're really a believer, if you believe all that stuff, doesn't it seem like dying in church or getting sick in church is like your ticket to heaven? I mean, look, I'm not trying to make light of it, but you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe all these religious people need to. If that's well, if that's what they have to do, prioritize. Then I don't. I don't know. I I I just think it's absurd that that this is even a debate. And where the absurdity gets you know amplified for me is when it turns to longhouse. So here's where I may rub some people the wrong way here because we're at the time of the year we come, came through midwinters. Midwinters now we're at uh, a maple the maple festival or, or ceremony whatever you want to call it um uh, maple harvest if you want to call it that but the thanksgiving for maple for the sap the 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 sugar that we make with it this is the time of year for that now and i heard some people say oh we got to do that we've, we've got to do the ceremony do you really because this is where some of this stuff gets difficult our thanksgivings and that's what they are i mean i know we call them ceremony we we you know we call it we say oh i'm going to longhouse and that's what i mean i know we call it that we call it ceremony we call it you know we we almost make it into a religious sacrament but that's not what it is not not from a from our cultural standpoint it isn't it's a thanksgiving and and it's 
what the other thing that turned into because it's our culture has been um mashed up with with other cultures like like Christianity and religion the idea of doing doing festivals doing these celebrations of various times of the year is a social and a cultural thing not a religious thing and i know when i hear people say well we've got to do it otherwise we we aren't honoring the creator and and if we do these things the creator is going to take care of us and i've said this before and i'm going to say it again in our culture and i'm speaking Haudenosaunee here you know ongwe Haudenosaunee culture we don't have that that this notion of the creator the supreme being the all powerful all knowing all hearing all fixing supreme being that's not in our culture it's not in our creation story and the creation story is a story we don't have that creator that god in in our culture there's no place in our culture where we suggest that there's this supreme being that we have to honor worship praise prayer to i mean i mean we talk about the power of creation and, and we, we, we've referred to it in English as the great mystery. And even though we have the, the story of the right-handed and left-handed twin, and we have a word, Sagwayadisu, he who creates, right? But it's it, it too is a metaphor. It's like referring to the moon as our grandmother. The moon isn't really our grandmother. It's a metaphor for the relationship we have with the moon. So when we talk about... And, and we even give it a, a masculine name like like Sogoyadisu. It it's a metaphor, and and we and we've given it essentially through our culture a masculine title. But we don't really believe that there is a supreme being. Now, look, people can believe whatever they want to believe, but I'm just saying, culturally speaking, we don't do these Thanksgivings to give thanks to the Creator something got lost along the way and don't tell me that things haven't got lost our our folks in the 50s were wearing plains indian headdresses and and when when our chiefs went down to washington dc to declare war against the axis powers we look like hollywood indians folks so don't tell me we haven't lost some things along the way and recovered but here's one of those things that we've we seem to have picked up we have the sense that if we don't do these ceremonies, we're going to what, make the creator mad at us? If, we, if you don't do strawberry a festival, the strawberries still come. If you don't do this maple Thanksgiving, you can still draw the sap and, and, and make the syrup. You, you, the maple still flows. The, the sap still flows. Creation doesn't stop because... We have this, we create this image of the creator that we have to pray to. Look, I know I say at the beginning of the show, I'm not, I don't, I don't do, do, uh, I, I don't do prayers and buffalo speeches. So you were warned. <laughs> you were warned from the beginning. If we don't do a ceremony, life doesn't end for us. And it doesn't, it's not a reflection on whether we've lost our culture. As long as we know what those ceremonies are, and and we have we have any number of ways that we can make sure that we fulfill the purpose of those festivals, and those perp- the purpose of those festivals is for us to come together. Now, in a time like this, where we're supposed to be practicing social distancing and all that other stuff to to prevent the spread of this this disease, and this ain't the first time a disease has come our way. And trust me, our people have. We're at one point we're very diligent about doing these uh, these these festivals because they were such a part of our our daily lives, and bad things still happened. We still were had massacres and smallpox and you know any number you know diseases that were you know, that uh, that afflicted our pe- our people. And it wasn't because we somehow pissed off the this, this notion of a creator and that he was punishing us. There's, that's not in our culture. Look, I, I understand in the in the Court of Handsome Lake, there's, there starts to be this this thing about heaven and hell and the Punisher and all that other stuff. But I'm talking about our original culture. So, if you don't go to Longhouse 
It's not that bad things are going to happen. Here's what happens if you don't go to long haul, if you, if you don't do these things. You miss the opportunity to once again share, share some wisdom with the children. You miss the opportunity to have a setting where, where like-minded people come together. And we, and we celebrate. Because these Thanksgivings are celebrations. They're social events. They're, they're the gatherings where, where our, our families and, and even people from other communities come. This is the way that we perpetuated our culture and, and, and have the, the, the cultural exchange with even people from other, it, it brought communities together. Because we didn't always have, we didn't just have one community. And, you know, we would actually, you know, go to somebody else's longhouse to, to, to celebrate these things. But if there was an illness going on, and, and, and it does happen. In fact, it did happen. This past midwinter, from what I understand, and I've got it from reliable sources, <laughs> that people came down with the flu after, after midwinters. It was probably spread right within the longhouse. Creator didn't stop the, 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 the transmission of the flu virus in the longhouse. Creator's not going to stop the transmission of the COVID-19 virus either. If you're sick, you shouldn't go around people. That's just the bottom line. Not because Cuomo says so or Trump says so. Common sense tells you that. And our elderly and, and oftentimes our youngest people are the ones who are most vulnerable, at least to, to the flu. In this situation, this COVID-19 is is more dangerous to elder to the elderly especially with pre-existing conditions and we have pre-existing conditions we've got diabetes more diabetes than we chicken stick at <clears throat> we have smokers we have lung disease we have all kinds of stuff so our immune systems aren't what they used to be in fact they may never were <laughs> we we obviously didn't fight off influenza or smallpox or you know, any venereal diseases that uh, that came with the rape culture of Europe. I I know I get it. I, some people you know have been criticizing me. So oh, you're you're just fear mongering and you're you're buying into what the government's selling you. Um, this isn't about this is about immunity. It's not about a pathogen. No, it's about both. And the way that you don't spread a disease is to is to not socialize so much. Nobody's going to punish you. Not the creator. Nobody's sitting. And if anybody judges you and says, oh, you didn't come to Longhouse. Well, no, I didn't. But you know what? I still acknowledge what we're you know, what the season is about, what, what the maple represents. If you're gathering maple syrup, maple sap and you're boiling it down and you're and you're making sugar, you're already doing something. You're in, in a way that that very act of doing that is a celebration. Longhouse or no longhouse. We what's happened is we've turned elements of our culture into religious ceremony, sacraments, rituals. And here's the problem with with turning these teachable moments into something ritualistic now you're doing something out of out of habit you're you're trying to repeat i've i've heard people say oh, oh did we do that right there's no wrong and right i mean there, i mean to, to suggest did you do the ser- i mean did you miss a, a word we're human beings i mean this isn't this isn't like mass or synagogue or mosque where, where things have been done exactly the same way you know for whether it's hundreds of years or you know or decades or whatever else i mean we hear people oh, you, you can't speak english in the, in the in the longhouse well i or or, or what i mean look and, and i know I, and i and i've i've heard people that i absolutely respect say things like the reason we have our Indian names is so the creator can identify, can recognize us. Really? Really? That's why we have them? I mean, look, there, there's, there's something romantic and, you know, and perhaps in some ways somewhat desirable to have a, a belief system. 
But our culture was not based on a faith-based belief system. It wasn't. It was based on our acknowledging our relationship with nature. In fact, these ceremonies that we talk about, that's what they're for. It's to acknowledge. And you know what? Is everybody going to attend them? No. You know, when we do the Ohundo Goriwa Dekwa or the Gununyuk, when we do that, the first thing that we do is we acknowledge the people. And we thank those who have gathered. But the people that I respect most, when they do it, they also acknowledge the people who couldn't gather. The people who perhaps would like to be here, but who aren't here. They couldn't make it. Maybe they're elderly. Maybe they're sick. There, there could be any number of reasons why when we gather, whether it's for, you know, whether it's for a meeting or a sing or what people call ceremony. And to judge people, to say, oh, yeah, well, they don't, they, they're not attending. It's like we get into this contest about who's more Indian than, than somebody else. But in, in, in the opening, the, the words we're supposed to say before all else, we acknowledge the people who couldn't come. We acknowledge them because we accept that there are reasons that people cannot attend these functions. Whatever they are, whether they're political, whether they're social, whether they're celebratory, cultural, whatever they are. There are we, we acknowledge and we accept. If we don't accept, then there's something missing in, in our understanding of our culture. So does maple have to happen? Does the maple ceremony, the, the longhouse ceremony have to take place? And does it have to be well attended? No, it doesn't. But we should we should take the time with our children. And you know what? We got social media. We can do it across Facebook. I'm not saying we do our ceremonies on Facebook, but we can make our acknowledgement to all the people that we care about. And we could say, look, I, I wanna I wanna acknowledge you on this uh, on this occasion where we where we normally celebrate um the maple. The, the the flow of the maple sap. And because this is that time of year. Look, to acknowledge that is is absolutely appropriate. You know, and uh, you know, I also saw somebody post, well, there was gonna on Monday there was supposed to be some indigenous day of prayer. Everybody at six o'clock on Monday evening, everybody's supposed to burn tobacco and, and sage and whatever. Look, you're welcome to do that. But does it all have to be at six o'clock on Monday night? I don't I don't know. We can do some things. And and even when we burn tobacco or sage or we smudge or whatever, we should take the time not just to do it, but to talk about it. Let our children understand. And I, I guarantee we all have different opinions about that too. Because I'm not a prayerful person. And I know some people say, yeah, it's because you're not as Indian as me. I don't know. People can make their judgments about it. But I still burnt tobacco. But I, but I do it because of what it symbolizes. And I, and I do it to, you know, to share an idea with the people around me, I, I'll participate in a tobacco burning. If you know, and and I and I have done it myself. I don't do it every day. I don't get up every morning and burn tobacco. I know, I know, I, but I don't. But I will do it. And but but I, the reason for me to do it is because the way it was taught to me. Is it carrying our words to the Creator? No, that no, that's not the way it was taught to me. It symbolizes putting a message out there for the world. But the, 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 the world that we're, we're actually putting out to is the world around us, the people who are closest to us. So when we do these acknowledgments and we burn tobacco, we're putting on a teachable moment for the people who are with us. And just like with ceremonies, are ceremonies just for children? No, but they're, but they're for all of us. Because they're not only social gatherings, they're reminders the reason we do this is to remind ourselves 
the, the significance of, of, of the various parts of the year, the season that we're celebrating. So, I mean, the, the reality is there, the, there's over a dozen Thanksgivings that have been celebrated in various, various places uh, within the, the Haudenosaunee uh, people. Not everybody does all of them. Some just do the, you know, the major ones. And that's fine. And that's fine. You know, to some, there are, uh, you know, some of these um, events that throughout the calendar, throughout the year, throughout the seasons, might have more significance. If you don't have a lot of maple trees around you, you probably don't do the, the, the maple might not be the, the ceremony that, that's important to you. I mean, you can still acknowledge it and you're welcome to do that. Not every place has this, you know, I mean, a lot of people do strawberry, are buying strawberries for their, for the strawberry festival. There's no problem with that, but it's, you know, that's, I mean, and why? Because we, we may not have as many wild strawberries and, and that's what we were celebrating this, that part of the season. So look, I am not trying to dismiss the importance of the, of our culture. It's, it's what defines us. It is part of what defines us. Even as language has left us, we've managed to hang on to some of these, these important parts of who we are. But, they, but to turn them into these, into these religious rituals and, and then start to put them on par with some of you know, these other religious, faith-based religions... I don't think that's elevating our culture. I think it's diminishing it. It's it's turning it into something mystical, something not real. Or and and look, the definition of faith is to believe in something that's un- unprovable. That's not what our people had. The closest thing that 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 symbolized faith for native people was the idea of putting seeds in the ground. Going through the work of putting seeds in the ground, knowing that, that, that that's going to produce um, food, plants. That, you could say, is faith. But it's, it's faith based on something provable. It's, it's not you know, something that you can't understand. So you don't create you know, a, a belief that you can't substantiate. Trust me, if we we're just putting rocks in the ground and nothing ever grew then we wouldn't have faith that, that that's what happens. And you know what? There have probably been some places in, in the history of our world where, where somebody saw us putting these seeds in the ground thought we were putting pebbles in there. It could have happened. <laughs> and they went home and put pebbles in the ground and never saw anything came up. There's probably a story to be told there. And there probably is a story that's told there. Look, we're at the bottom of the hour i realize we're a little off our schedule here but so let me let me take a break and we're come back i want to finish i want to talk more about this i want i i just want to put some of this stuff in into perspective in this very very difficult and tough time so we'll take a break and we'll come back this is john kane this is let's talk native All right, thanks for coming back. I had to catch, uh, wet my whistle here and get ready for the for the rest of the show. Um, before we do that, let me uh, thank our sponsors. I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses, Eric White and ERW Enterprises, uh, the folks at uh, Grand River Enterprises, and the folks down at Cat Res. I want to thank those guys for supporting the show on a, on a re- regular basis, and that enables us to keep our equipment going and pay for all the services that we have to pay for to do this show. Um, and normally, um, to, to help me get to New York and back, um, I'm doing my New York show here and I'm doing it remotely, phoning it in kind of, so that's what we've been doing and we will be doing that for a while. Hey, the other thing I want to talk about is I, I, look, this show is streaming live on our website, but if you go to our website, there's a lot that's there. I mean, you, you can listen to not only the, the shows live while we're doing it, we're also have, a, a you know, um, a 24-hour stream of, of past shows that are there's always a show playing it's it's live when we're live but otherwise we've got a, a previous show that's playing uh, you know from from our archives um but we also have a photo gallery we um we link the, the you know we have links to the podcast to the uh to our youtube videos and all that stuff but we also have a store 
So uh, one of the other ways that people can support what we're doing here is order a T-shirt. We've, we work with, uh, with Teespring to, to have uh, shirts printed. Uh, we've got a variety of T-shirts, some of them that are, you know, um, uh, our logo, uh, Let's Talk Native. Uh, we've got, you know, a bunch of the shirts that, that Jake designed that, uh, that have a solid, <laughs> if not controversial, message to them. Uh, you know, whether it's the, the, the Lincoln with the noose or George Washington, uh, the run of the Gaius shirts. Um, we've got, uh, oh, anyway, look, look through, take, take a look at them. Um, white skin shirts. <laughs> uh with uh with with our favorite uh run of the guys's um profile on there um but yeah take a look take a look at the the shirts that we have on our uh, on our page and um look it's a, it's a way to support the show it's also a way that you can carry with you and make a statement with the t-shirt that you're wearing so um uh, i encourage you to do that as well i also again want to remind people that if you subscribe to our podcast you'll get notifications every time we put a show out uh, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you also get a notification that, that when we have a new video posted up. Uh, unfortunately, we're not streaming this show live on Facebook. So during the break where I normally check the messages and see what people have commented, um, there was nobody there. So, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll have to look for the comments later on. Um, all right, back, back on topic. Uh, you know, again, I think it's important that people realize that because of the forces around us, we we have a tendency to almost feel like we got to validate our existence with within somebody else's frame with with somebody else's framework and 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 i think we we have deviated um clearly we've deviated in many ways in the way that we live our lives the quality of our lives um what we you know how we conduct ourselves obviously we 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 speak english predominantly and you know although our language is still uh, being taught and we and we have speakers um, most of us communicate look i don't i don't see any I, I hardly see anybody communicating on facebook in in seneca or mohawk i'm not saying i don't see anybody but i don't see many so this is the language that we're using now um so we look so we have our our our, our cultures have been compromised but one of the the areas and the reason i wanted to talk about worship and group worship uh especially now with this you know with these stay at home orders associated associated with the this uh, covid-19 is on on one hand if your faith in a creator and about protection from that creator is real then you don't need to pay you don't need to pay attention to any of these stay at home orders. Go out, you know, get put 150 of you together in a in a church or 200 or 3,000 or these mega churches down south. Don't pay attention to them. Your God will protect you, or not. But from a native standpoint, and look, I know plenty of native people go to church. So again, if you fit into that group, you fit into that group. But from a longhouse standpoint. There is no requirement. You know, we, we, we have parts of these, we, we, we do these ceremonies, these, these festivals, these social gatherings for purposes. Not, but the purpose isn't to worship God or the creator. It isn't. And I know some of you do it for that purpose. I also know some people do it because they, they, because they were told to do it. See, this is the difference between knowledge and beliefs. Knowledge is when you know why you do something. Beliefs is when you do it because somebody told you to do it. Hey, look, if you've got to drag your kids into a longhouse and then you've got to scold them to be quiet and everything else, that's not much of a celebration. That's, you know... That's a, a strict ritual. And, I, and I've heard people condemn, oh, don't you bring a, a child in the longhouse. It's disruptive. So what if it's disruptive? There's the, there, you're not going to, to ruin a Thanksgiving because your child is having fun. That's, that's something lost. Look, I get it. You know, I, I've seen the images. I've been in a church. I know how painful it is for, I mean, look, comedians all the time, they're always cracking jokes about, you know, laughing in church, you know, misbehaving in church. Why? Because, because you can't do stuff in a church. 
And I don't know. I've never been in in, uh, in a Jewish service or uh, you know um, a Muslim or Islamic service, so, so I don't know. But I got to think it's kind of the same thing. Real strict adherence to a very specific way of doing things. That wasn't the way our our longhouse worked. Our longhouses worked. I mean, for one thing, even the notion that we have to do these things in a longhouse is a deviation. Why? Because we turned the longhouse into a church. Used to be that's where we lived. Now, granted, we may have had either areas of our longhouse or a specific longhouse that we built for council. But, you know, the idea of, even the idea of holding council, you only used a building for it when, you, when the weather didn't permit you to do it outside. We, we, look, in our culture, we say that. The, the sky is our ceiling. The earth is our floor. And the four directions are our walls. That's what we say. We say the earth is our, is our longhouse. Why, why do we describe you know, where we live as a longhouse? Why do we describe the Senecas as the keepers of the eastern door and the Mohawks the keepers, or the western door and the, the Mohawks as the keepers of the eastern door? Why do we do that? Because it, it's a metaphor for who we are. Because we are the people of the way of that longhouse. And we counsel a certain way. And we talk about the three sides of a long... Look, if we did it outside, there was no three sides. Except for the way we, way we sat. That fire. It wasn't in a metal box. The fire was... What we saw, we saw those flames. Because the fire was a symbol of our family. It was a symbol of the gathering. We've lost some of that. Because now we're in a building with a stove, with a little tiny window. You might be able to see some flicker through that. That's not the way, that's not the way it used to be. But it, it's become that. And because we associate with a building, that building starts to be treated like a church. And, and just like churches, they get locked. Look, and I know that... Rarely do people have enough faith to leave these things unattended. They don't think that the creator is going to protect it from theft or vandalism. Why? Because it's on us to do that. It isn't on, you know, some supreme being that isn't a part of our culture. So I I, I guess I just want to put some of this stuff out there. What's happening in the world right now is, is the spread of a, of a disease. And regardless of how you feel about that, we shouldn't want people to get sick. We shouldn't want people, we shouldn't want to encourage our people to gather, possibly spread this thing, and then take it home to our grandparents or our great-grandparents or anybody in our home who may have a pre-existing condition, an underlying condition, a breathing condition, or, or diabetes, any of this stuff. We should not want to subject our people to this thing. And we should acknowledge that culturally, historically, we made allowances for, for the fact that there may be times that we don't gather. There's reasons not to gather. If you had a series of deaths in a community that came up to to a to a um a period of time for 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 Thanksgiving, that might interfere with that. You prioritized what a community, and if you had a disease that was spreading in an area, we that's why we moved our longhouses, our our villages. Look, if you if you had you know some some terrible natural event you know occur like like storms or floods or you know fire or blizzard, these may be reasons not to do certain. But you know, disease is a reason not to do it too. Illness. So, for those of you saying we have to do this because of who we are, because of who we are is the reason we don't do this. We don't jeopardize the lives of our of our loved ones because of some conversion of our culture into a faith-based religion so no i know some of you're going to hear this and, and you're and you're gonna you're probably gonna bristle at some of what i said i consider myself 
Hodinoshoni. A person of the way of the longhouse. Do I attend every ceremony? No, I don't. I do on occasion. But I don't make them all. And I don't do them here locally. But I still know enough to acknowledge the seasons. I know enough to share that acknowledgement with my grandchildren and my children. Talk about them. You know, or, or, or in the community. So let's be not just pragmatic. You know, I, I'm not trying to suggest that we, you know, that we have to compromise who we are because, because of a, an, some other dominant culture. There's nothing that is more dominant than nature to us. And some of what nature presents to us for whatever reason, whether it's nature putting a disease in our midst or whether it's, you know, weather, calamity, whatever it is. Or whether man does it. War. You know, man-made pestilence, caused pe- pestilence, I don't know. But we don't need to put our put our, our communities in danger. We've we lost entire communities in times past. Because we didn't understand this notion of of a pandemic or a, or a plague, and that some of that plague wasn't just smallpox or influenza or tuberculosis. It wasn't just that. Some of it was alcohol. We lost entire communities. We 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 lost a lot of loved ones to to residential schools, to massacres, to you know, to invasions. But we don't need to do it to ourselves. We need to be an intelligent creature. You know, it's our brains that take care of us. That is what creation provided us. Not some magical force that's going to guide us if we, if we worship it. The power of creation gave us intelligence. It gave us eyes and ears so we could see everything that's around us. And let nature be our guide let our intelligence be our guide we we develop language no the creator didn't give us language we our people who came before us gave us language we learned how to communicate in a in a very very sophisticated way a descriptive language a language that was not noun based one that was based on on description on action on what something looked like. Our language was a language of metaphor, always. And so now, we take some of those metaphors and we, and we twist it around and come up with literal meanings and we, we lose what, those, what the meanings of those metaphors were. Especially when it's associated with our stories and our culture and our, and our, and our celebrations, our ceremonies, our festivals. So we have to think bigger. We have to understand when we talk about all those things in all those things that we talk about. And when we describe all of the parts of creation as our relatives. And we call things our, our cousin. We don't mean cousin in the English sense of the word cousin. We don't mean grandmother or uncle or father in the in the in the in the English definitions of those words. We don't even mean brother in the same way. We we talk about our relationships. There is so much in our, in our culture that has got twisted because when we translate something to nephew or niece, we just we think it's the children of our brother or our or, or of our sister, not the children of our community. We, we've lost some of these definitions because we're, we're using the English definitions. I mean, when, when I have my friend, my friend Degarundege in, he talks about what the word for father means or the word for grandfather means. It doesn't mean that he is the father of your father. It means that you're, as a grandfather, and you look at your grandchild, you see a reflection of yourself. That's what it means. So the words have a different, I mean, so now you have a different, a completely different image 
when you think about re- respectfully referring to somebody as as your you know as your grandfather and you know it's, so it's it's a different if it's it's a different kind of relationship when you understand where the words come from and in the words of my my friend ed schindler when we learn what they were thinking i spoke to ed by the way today i reached out to to some of the folks um over the last few days especially the folks that then i know have, have some health problems and re- regardless of where where they are some of the the older folks in my life i reached out because i wanted to find out how they're doing you know what's your what, what are the circumstances so I, I, had a, I talked to ed for a good long time today and we went through something i told him what i was going to do my show on today he says well it's important people understand he says it's important that people understand that the reason and this is from ed that the reason we do these the these cultural events these social events is for the future generations it isn't for this deified you know intelligent you know spirit out there that's overlooking us we do it for the future we do it to keep who we are alive so we do it to remind the older ones and we and we draw on some of that wisdom of those older ones as we're doing these uh, doing these these festivals we remind our peers our friends our relatives and we teach the young ones <clears throat> but we don't turn it into some sort of miserable religious sacrament that is all about right and wrong no we do it we do it to celebrate the things that creation provides us throughout the year that's why we do it and we teach that appreciation look we don't do all the things we did 200 years ago we don't gather the medicines the same way we did and even today when when we do gather those medicines we use a little bit of that western medicine alongside of it so look we we have changed somewhat culturally but we don't have to abandon any of that stuff we should bring it forward, but we also don't need to bastardize it. We don't need to turn it into what we what we rejected. Some of us. We also don't need to feel like we're in competition with the church or the mosque or the synagogue or somebody else's idea of what civilization is. There look, there may be nothing that represents advancement in the in the understanding of human beings and human nature than our culture not, not the ones that they tried to impose upon us or or the ones that were were told to believe are the are the um the dominant religions dominant is right because those were the religions of war the belief systems that that have le- that still are at the at the center of of all of the conflicts throughout the globe, and and not just the the, the religions of Abraham, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. There, there there are more. There are other cultural adaptations of those uh, of those religions that have mixed with other religious beliefs. But at the end of the day, when you delve into the re- indigenous cultures. And you really take the time not to try to spiritualize it, not to try to turn everything into a freaking Disney cartoon. But if you really understand the you know the meaning of the of those celebrations, the whether it's the dance or whether it's the music, whether it's the peach stone game, when you really take the time to understand it, there's no mystery there. It's just natural. And it makes sense. And you realize that some of the reason you do these things is because of our history, because of what we've learned in the past. The major parts of the, of the, the ceremonies that we do are a, rep- a repetition of times that we, we had to re- reunite because we had gone astray, because we, we, had, we had fought each other. We lost our way. That's why we... The reason we do these ceremonies is to remind us of our history, of that past. 
Not to do something because we think that we're going to be punished if we don't do it or judged by others if we don't do it. That's not what being Ongwe is about or being Haudenosaunee or Haudenosaunee is about. Being a people of the way of the longhouse. It's not the building with two wood stoves and benches in it. That, that's not what being longhouse is about. It's really understanding the extended nature of our families. Those longhouses are what we lived in. And they don't, they bear, they don't, they, re, they don't even remotely resemble what we call a longhouse today. <laughs> I've been to a bunch of these communities where the longhouses were painted white and they look like churches. Some of them even had a bell. And that's how they would tell people to come to the longhouse. And then, or they'd shoot a gun because they didn't have a bell. <laughs> and that's not a part of our culture either. Look, and it's fine to it's fine to add things. You know, in it, look in in our culture, we say we we add rafters to the longhouse. We bent the the bow and we we added rafters. We, we grow the longhouse because the longhouse could grow both to accommodate the people, but it would also grow to accommodate. Look, we we brought things into our longhouse: different dances, different songs, different peoples. But what we didn't do was to lose our core values. And, you know, and again, as for my conversation with Ed today, the important thing to remember, especially now, we will have times to gather, but we have to acknowledge the times that we shouldn't. We shouldn't risk making, you know, making, bringing our community down with the spread of disease or any, or any of that stuff. When the time is appropriate for us to socialize and celebrate, then we celebrate. If we miss a celebration, we well, we'll pick it up the next time. We'll make it up, we'll make up for it during strawberries. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe we make a bigger celebration for, for strawberries because we didn't have the opportunity to celebrate during maple. Or or, or whatever. So I I'm just trying to put that out there. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And a lot of it, because, you know, I, I saw, again, through social media, so many of these religious groups condemning this idea that they couldn't hold their church church masses. Then I started reading about some of these churches, you know, some of these religious gatherings where people got infected. And then I was reminded again, right here in Seneca Territory, during midwinters, that that... that there are a fair number of people who who suggested they they got the flu. You know that that's where they 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 caught the flu during ceremony. Well, let's not pass this one along. Let's not share this one. We'll gather when we can gather, and we should gather. But the important thing to, that I have to say now is this is a time that we have to be diligent and responsible to the people in our communities, not by mass gatherings but by finding out the best way to, to make sure that the elders in our community are taken care of. And not just the elders, but the, 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 there are single parents. There are, there are people who, who may or may not have the ability to, uh, to make sure they have all the things that they need. So we shouldn't rely on the nation to do it or these school buses delivering lunches. I mean, it's fine that they do that. By all means, that's fine. But we in each community... And, and that's what I've seen. Honestly, that's that's really what I've seen in, in during this time. Some of the even even some of the the Facebook groups that have been formed to do this. It's encouraging. So, again, folks, be safe. We'll be back. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll be doing my Thursday show, my New York show here in studio. Uh, hopefully, this Facebook thing is worked out by then. If not, we'll record another. One. Look for this one. Uh, uh, t- you know, on on YouTube. And I'll share it on uh, on Facebook when uh, when Jake puts the video up. Um, and of course, this is uh, th- this is another podcast. So uh, subscribe to both the YouTube channel and to our podcast. And you, you know, even if you don't can't catch us live on Facebook for whatever reason, we'll make sure that we get a show out to you. So thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you uh, see you on Thursday. Yahweh.